0: Fan Morning Show kickoff brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Reserve your consultation today at Awaken180WeightLoss.com. It is Adam Crowley here on your Football Friday. Hit me up on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. Let's go. Steelers, Browns, Sunday for some of the marbles. I can't say it's for all the marbles because the Steelers could win the game and still not make the playoffs. It's for some of them. The Bills and Patriots will play for another portion of the marbles, and then the Jets and Dolphins, whatever remaining marbles there are, well, they'll be, they'll be playing for those. There's lots of marbles, lots of teams. Steelers can make the playoffs, and I think they've got a pretty good chance. And that's where we begin. The Steelers are going to beat the Cleveland Browns, I know that Deshaun Watson, quote-unquote, played better in the second half than he has at any other point in his truncated Cleveland Browns career. But I went back and I watched some of the tape. A lot of it happened with run after the catch. He still only completed 50% of his passes. I don't think Deshaun Watson has all of a sudden figured things out for the Cleveland Browns. And in fact, I think if you are worried about this game, You need only look back at one recent game as one that can maybe serve as a blueprint, a template for how the Steelers win this one. It's the Raiders, and it's Christmas Eve. Cleveland's got one pass threat that scares me, pass-catching threat that scares me, and that is Amari Cooper. The Raiders had just one pass-catching threat that really scared me. And that was Devontae Adams. The Browns have Nick Chubb. They've got Kareem Hunt. They're not going to play both guys at the same time. You just got to stop the run. You got to stop the one-pass-catching threat. You can slow these guys down defensively. I think the Steelers will. Deshaun Watson's holding the ball for like four seconds before he's throwing it. He's not processing things well. He's not getting the ball out of his hand quickly. I think that leads to sacks. Miles Garrett. He's a good player. You minimize him on the other side. You chip him. You get the ball out of Kenny Pickett's hand fast. You run the ball maybe right at him at times. You win this game. I think the Steelers will. What say you at 412-928-9370? You are on the early morning show. Hello. Hey, brother.
1: Um, I wanted to cover – I know you're covering Cleveland that right now, but I just wanted to cover something you talked about a few days ago I couldn't get through. And I have been wanting to get to you about this, before. Sure. And it's a Ben sure. it's a ben situation. Um, I I thought to myself, I haven't heard anything lately since Kenny's been doing good and I wondered what he was saying. And then I was agreeing with you a hundred percent when you were cracking on him pretty hard and I, I I'm I'm with you on that. But I gotta give him his props now. Unless he's that tricky, I don't think even he's even that tricky. I mean I gotta give him his props how he you know came on talking about Kenny, you know, telling him what we already know. So, and I didn't want to talk bad. I, I called you and I couldn't get through, and I didn't want to talk bad after I thought about it, trying to change a little bit, talking bad on people. But I really give him credit for what he said about Kenny. You know, hey, Maybe he's fine, finding himself too. Maybe, maybe serious, but uh, we'll I'm see. agree with you most of the time, almost hundred percent. Oh sure well, you
0: don't style. have to. You don't have to. As long as you listen to the show and you come on, and we have nice discourse. That's all I care about, brother. I do appreciate you listening, and thanks for calling in. You have a wonderful day and weekend. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. I'm not going to give Ben Roethlisberger credit for jumping on the Kenny Pickett bandwagon, but I will say it means a lot. To those of us who now believe in Kenny Pickett, when Ben Roethlisberger, when he praises him, I think that carries a lot of weight because Ben Roethlisberger is a narcissist. It doesn't mean that Ben's not going to the Hall of Fame. Doesn't mean you can't love him for his playing career. But Ben's always been a prima donna, look at me, narcissistic jerk off. And he does not like to spread credit around. In this instance... On his podcast, Footballing, with that guy Spence, he says Kenny Pickett, his arms better. He says Kenny Pickett is more athletic than he thought. Kenny Pickett has that it factor. So when Ben says something like that, that means a lot to me. Whereas when you got guys like Tony Rassiope, who breaks it down beautifully, it's why we have him on every Thursday at 7, Kenny Pickett's personal quarterback guru, When they say things, when he says things, and people of his ilk say things about Kenny being this great guy, fiery competitor, I like it for the breakdown aspect of things and for the insight. But Tony Rassiope likes Kenny Pickett, the person. Ben might too, but Ben always has been first. So whenever he says Kenny Pickett, boy, I've been impressed. That means a lot to me. 412-928-9370. Hit me up on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Rich Eisen, he does a show, NFL Network. He says if you rip on Mike Tomlin, well, let's just let Rich Eisen tell you. A reminder, if there's anybody in the the Steelers hashtag here we go world that needs that reminder. You have a hall of fame head coach. And if you think Mike Tomlin isn't all that or shouldn't be around anymore after all this time, you are with all due respect, dumb. (laughs) (sighs) I don't think Mike Tomlin should be fired. I've never said Mike Tomlin should be fired. But if you can't criticize Mike Tomlin or if you are a person like Rich Eisen that thinks you can't criticize Mike Tomlin, I think that's dumb. Bang. Suck on them apples, Rich. Why do we all have to be aligned and think the same way? Why do all of us have to think, oh, Mike Tomlin's great. Oh, Mike Tomlin should be voted coach of the year. Why aren't we allowed to point out that Mike Tomlin's got flaws? Even this year, I predicted this. I said if the Steelers are going to turn it around in the second half, and then Mike Tomlin's going to get a whole bunch of rose petals thrown at his feet, and oh my gosh, what a great job Mike Tomlin's done, and there is maybe even more than a nugget of truth in there. He has done a wonderful job this second half. They have a chance to finish 7-2 and in their last nine games. That is a remarkable turnaround. There's no doubt about that. Of course, I can praise Mike Tomlin for that, but... I can also still not be happy with the 2-6 and six start that did not need to be that way, and some of it was done by his own creation. It's okay to feel that way. It's okay to not be happy that they haven't won a playoff game in six years, that they've only won 3-12, that the expectation shouldn't be to compare the Pittsburgh Steelers to the also-rans from the rest of the NFL, but instead to compare the Pittsburgh Steelers to excellence because that's what they strive for. There is something to be said about being in it, and Mike Tomlin may be the only coach in the NFL to have been able to turn a team around from 2-6 and to keep them in it to this point. That can be true, while at the same time, it can also be true that you need to see more from the Steelers in terms of actual championship contention that the Steelers need to be winning playoff games because that's what the expectation of this franchise is. Both things can be true. There is nuance to be found in the middle of any Mike Tomlin conversation. And Rich Eisen's a smart guy. Rich Eisen is so much more successful in this industry than I will ever be. Eh, maybe I'll get a bounce or two. I'll work hard enough. Rich Eisen, by all accounts, a good man. Good broadcaster. Smart guy. But there's a lack of nuance there. If you think Mike Tomlin is bad, you are dumb. He's not bad. Fair enough. But he didn't do this awesome job all season long. Two and six to start is two and six. And it may prove that that was too big of a hole to dig out of. And it's okay to have wanted more. That's fine. I'm not grabbing a pitchfork. I'm not throwing torches through Mike Tomlin's window. I'm not going to say fire the guy, shoot him into the sun. No, 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 no. But I would have liked to see the Steelers make the playoffs if they don't, because I think it was there for the taking. Higher on the early morning show. Hey, Adam, it's Matt
1: on the way to work. What up, Matt? I got a quick question about Mike Tomlin. Sure, You're sure. sure. Before Kenny went down the field and did what he did against Baltimore. When was the last time we won a game because Tomlin and his staff out-coached the other staff, and it wasn't just players making plays in clutch moments?
0: Well, I do think, and while that game was won in the final moments, and thank you for the call, Matt, by Kenny Pickett in the offense putting it together and being clutch at the end, I thought Mike Tomlin took John Harbaugh's lunch. And not only took his lunch, but he pulled out the peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of the Ziploc bag, and shoved it right up John Harbaugh's backside. I thought Mike Tomlin and that defensive coaching staff did a great job on Sunday night. I'll give credit where credit's due. Mike Tomlin allowed a young guy into Marvin Leal to play. He allowed Mark Robinson to play 52% of the snaps. Devin Bush only played 5% of the snaps, or 10%, 5 snaps. They put six guys on the line of scrimmage, Covered up all the gaps and said, okay, Tyler Huntley, you beat us. Because they knew that he couldn't. I thought Mike Tomlin's defensive game plan was awesome on Sunday night. So he can get credit for that. And again, worst they can do after the bye week is 6-3 and now. 7-2, and a realistic possibility is they're favored by 2.5 over the Browns. It is okay to say that Mike Tomlin has done a good job in the second half of the season. And also say, damn, you should have beat the New York Jets earlier on. Now, if they make the playoffs. Everything I say, criticizing Mike Tomlin about this season, you know what? You can crumple it up in a little ball and throw it in the trash. The expectation for me this year was to make the playoffs. That was the hope. That was their goal. They're not going to win a championship. Not with the rookie quarterback. Not going to happen. So make the playoffs. If they do, wonderful year. If they don't. You can still say there are building blocks, and you did find your franchise quarterback, but it's okay to be left having wanted more. I don't think that was good English. That's okay. Fan early morning shows presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. Hi, you're on the early morning show. No, you're not. You are on the early morning show.
1: Uh, it's Kennedy Township, but Juju
0: could resign with the Steelers for a longer term this time. Who could? Juju. They're not bringing him back. Thank you for the call. Unless you've got more. Do you have more, Ed?
1: Yeah. a um, quiz kid. Who was the last stealer to
0: lead the league in interceptions? Probably Troy Polamalu. Good,
1: good guess. Mel in 1975,
0: with 11. Troy didn't lead the league in interceptions when he won Defensive Player of the Year in 2011? No, that's what I was reporting. Well, son of a gun, Ed. Thank you for stumping me. Have a nice Friday. Okay. <laughs> That's where you generally say you too. I'd like to have a good Friday too, Ed. 412 928 Programming note, if you like me, or even if you don't, I'll be on tonight from 6 o'clock until 1035 here on 93.7 The Fan. Can't get enough, Crowd Man. Craig Riley's like, give the people what they want. Just keep putting me on the air. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet Route 19 in the South Hills. Start the new year off with a great deal in a new or pre-owned vehicle and online at sunchevy.com. Today, high 38, low of 32. Every time we switch up the reads, it screws me up. I'm like Ron Burgundy. You, You read what they write, but my mind has been conditioned to read things a certain way. Hi, you're on the Early Morning Show.
1: Adam, it's just Damien. I just wanted to say that I have a good Friday.
0: Damien, you have a good Friday too, pal. Let's go. Do the Steelers (laughs) win on Sunday? Uh, Absolutely. Do they make the playoffs?
1: Mm, I hope. I'd like to see Kenny Pickett get some experience, but like you said, the Jets, I I don't have any faith in them.
0: And you know what, Damien? We're going to get into that next. I'm up against the break. You have a wonderful Friday, man. Appreciate the kind words. The path to the playoffs. We know what needs to happen. Let's dive into it a little bit more. It's Crowley. It's the early morning show. 93.7 The Fan. So the Steelers, according to Football Outsiders, have a 22% chance of making the playoffs. That's a pretty big number. NBC, I saw when they had that Kornacki guy in the khaki standing up there on whatever day it was. He had the Steelers at 14% chance to make the playoffs. It's wild. I think the Bills are going to play. I think their guys are going to play, and I think they're going to play their asses off for Tamar Hamlin. That's the sense I got from listening to McDermott yesterday, from listening to Josh Allen yesterday. They are a big favorite over the New England Patriots. That tells you Vegas seems to have a good read on the starters that are going to play. So that's all going to help the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, full sensitivity to Demar Hamlin in that situation, but from a football perspective, I think Buffalo is going to try to play their tails off. Suck it, Belichick. On the other game, thank God the Steelers played the same time, so you're not going to, with all your attention, be watching this pay this. Excuse me, Dolphins and Jets game. Dolphins Jets has the possibility of it being Skyler Thompson starting at quarterback for Miami. I guess Bridgewater factors in, but his hand's all broke, so he's probably not going to play. It could be third-string quarterback Skylar Thompson with Mike Glennon as the backup, who was just signed off the streets. He's got a really long neck. It could be Skylar Thompson against Zach Wilson, who was the Jets' starting quarterback to begin the season, then got hurt, then Joe Flacco went in. Zach Wilson sucks. It's not going to be, it doesn't seem like, Mike White, who hurt his ribs and did not practice yesterday, although I guess he could recover. We'll see. It could wind up being Joe Flacco against Skylar Thompson with the Steelers playoff hopes on the line. If I had to rank the degree of difficulty in terms of what I think will happen, and what what is the easiest thing, the most li- here, this is the way to phrase it. The most likely thing to happen will start number 1, and then the least likely thing to happen will start number we'll go down to number 3. Most likely thing to happen, I think is the Steelers beat the Browns. I don't buy into Cleveland being improved with Deshaun Watson having a good second half against the Commanders. I think on paper, statistically, yes, it looked better. It's not better. He's not better. He stinks right now. I think he'll be good, but that doesn't matter. What matters is the now. They've got internal turmoil. Miles Garrett's buddy or at least he thought, Jadavion Clowney said there's a 95% chance he's not going to be back next year. He went on to say, in more powerful quotes, that the Browns basically have curtailed their defense to only help Miles Garrett. He said they are trying to get Miles Garrett into the Hall of Fame. They care more about that than winning games. They set him up for key matchups. Meanwhile, Jadavion Clowney... He's getting the scraps. So he set off a bomb in that Cleveland locker room. Also, I think Cleveland resembles a team the Steelers recently beat in the Las Vegas Raiders in that they've got one pass catcher that scares me, and Amari Cooper, just like Devontae Adams. Steelers, Mike Tomlin's game plan was really good, I thought, against Las Vegas. They took Devontae Adams out of the game. I think they'll take Amari Cooper out of the game as much as possible. They stopped the run with Jacobs. They got to do the same thing with Chubb. I think they can do that. So I think the Steelers win that game. I feel really good about it. That's the most likely thing to happen. Second most likely thing to happen is because of DeMar Hamlin, because the Bills are the better team to begin with, because Vegas seems to have a good idea of who's playing in this game, I think Buffalo beats the New England Patriots. So it all then comes down to Jets, Dolphins, And I'm always honest with you. Transparency is the number one virtue of the Crowley show. Transparency the number one virtue of the early morning show. I will tell you exactly how I feel always and authentically. I have no feel for Dolphins Jets. None. That to me is the wild card. That to me is the fly in the ointment. What the hell happens there? Can't tell you. The Jets have been so bad. They have not won a game in five weeks. The Dolphins have been so bad. They haven't won a game in five weeks. Both teams going to be playing the quarterback that they probably don't want to be playing in this game. So how do I handicap that? The Dolphins have something to play for. The Jets do not. But the Jets also have a really good defense. The Dolphins' offense without a healthy Tua has not been good. And the Dolphins' defense I don't think is as good as the Jets. But they're playing at home. I have no feel for that game. That is the one that scares me if I am a Steelers fan, and I am, so it scares me. 412-928-9370, the number. Hit me up on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Up next, Terrell Austin said, you might be seeing a little bit more of one guy than you saw last week. Yes, no, you like it, you don't. We'll get to that next. It's the early morning show on 93.7 The Fan. Steelers and Browns on Sunday, 1 o'clock. Patriots and Bills. Jets and Dolphins. Will the Steelers make the playoffs? Terrell Austin actively railroading the Steelers' chances. Just listen. Devin's a pro. Uh, like Nobody likes to be in or out, kind of not in there as much as there used to be. and uh, But he handled it like a true pro. And he's going to be, we're going to need Devin to play. So depending on what package we're in, I mean, that was pretty specific last week, what we were doing in Baltimore. And I would expect that, you you know, you probably see Devin a little bit more this week. That's Terrell Austin talking about Devin Bush. And that's not surprising to me. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, Doran and I talked about this on Monday, that it was the perfect recipe for Mark Robinson to play against the Baltimore Ravens because he comes downhill. He's going to just react and hit dudes. He's big. He's thick. He looks good in his uniform. Devin Bush, not the most willing tackler. He's not necessarily a run stuffer. So it wasn't going to make sense for him to play a lot. And the Steelers, well, they did a good job. But in this game, while Cleveland is a good running team, They're also going to spread you out. They're going to throw the ball. They can attack more in the passing game than can the Baltimore Ravens. So I'm not saying Devin Bush is going to be a primary portion of this game plan, and I'm not sure that Terrell Austin did either, but you're going to need to diversify your linebacker core in this game. You're going to need to play Spillane. We'll see if Jack is healthy. Robinson's probably going to get on the field. And, yes, Devin Bush is going to be on the field because there's going to be more personnel packages that you're going to need to utilize than you did against Baltimore. So I'm actually not freaking out about this. I said it's going to be a slow burn to get Mark Robinson up to speed where he can play in a game like this and play a lot. He's not going to play 52% of the snaps is what I'm saying. There's going to be different packages out there, and that's okay. I don't want to see a lot of Devin Bush. I'm not sure we will see a lot of Devin Bush, but more Devin than last week because you're just going to need more bodies to play against Cleveland. It makes sense. We're, we're so quick to jump on everything Devin Bush related, and I get it because the guy shouldn't be a Pittsburgh Steeler after this year. But you're going to need more linebackers to play in this game than you did against Baltimore. That's just the reality, and Devin Bush is one of your eligibles, so he's going to have to play. How about Matt Canada, the other coordinator? The end of games, the Steelers have had a lot of success. What can the Steelers do to translate that success into earlier in the game? We ran the ball for 200 yards in the game on, on Sunday. I'm sure statistically you see that. So. You know, it was one of those deals where the game plays out. There's there's Uh. a plan of what we're trying to do. They got a really good team. They got really good defense. They got an offense that possesses the ball. Possessions are limited. You know, we're going to do all the things we want to do to win. Obviously, we want to score more points. We had five opportunities drive wise to score. Um, We got to score touchdowns. We had first and two on the two. We got to score touchdown there. We had first and. 10, I think, on the 15, and had two runs as well as we ran it. It didn't hit quite as well as we wanted to. Obviously, we're happy with the two-minute drives the last two games. It says a lot about Kenny. It says a lot about everybody, though, that we got to go down and win a game. Kenny's the leader. It says a lot about the whole offense that they stick together and believe, and two really, really big drives that say a lot about, about the growth of a really young group. Sometimes people will say things that are factually accurate, and you still want to smack them upside their bald head. And that's me with Matt Canada on the we rushed for over 200 yards quote. Okay, you did. And that is important. There's no doubt about that. And it shows me massive growth in the offense, in the offensive line, that they could do that against the Baltimore Ravens defense that is very good and stout against the run. However, if the question is how can you get better in the three quarters leading up to what has the last couple of weeks been – Crunch time in a good moment for the Steelers' offense. And your answer is, oh, we rushed for 200 yards. Miss me with that. Miss me with that. Because you only kicked a couple of field goals going into the fourth quarter. You need to put up points. Full stop. That's what it's all about. Put up points. For goodness sakes. And they didn't. So I don't want to hear that the offense was great going into the fourth. It wasn't. I'm not saying unleash Kenny big time. Let him throw it a little bit more. Maybe that can lead to some more points. Up next, Fan Morning Show pre-show.